Hello and welcome back to Sleeve Notes, a podcast brought to you by the Luna Collective. Sleeve Notes is where we get your favourite artists on to chat about their music, careers so far, biggest inspirations and everything in between. Today I'm joined by Emmeline who, despite wanting to be an actor when she was younger, discovered spoken word poetry in her teens, leading her on to experimenting with music and eventually being signed by producing heavyweight Fraser T. Smith. Emmeline's emotive and deeply personal lyrics combined with a sort of poignant soul searching in her music make her a really exciting new talent and it was a joy to speak to her. We chat about growing up in West Yorkshire, her obsession with American suburbia, performance nerves, we we cover a lot of topics and it was a real joy to speak to her. So without further ado, here's Emmeline presented by the Luna Collective. Enjoy! Good afternoon. Hey Grace, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Much improved mood by the sunshine. Yeah, it's so nice. I know, it's so nice. So, so nice. I know, I've been waiting for it. I feel like it's just been raining for two whole weeks and now it's so sunny out. It's lovely. I feel like raining for three years in my head. (laughs) It's really nice when you remember what summer feels like. So I want to start by taking it sort of back a little bit because obviously we're going to talk lots about your music and your new project and everything. But I just wanted to start talking about when you were younger because you know doing my research the goal was originally to become an actor is that is that right yeah I was definitely sort of theatrically minded when I was younger my granddad was a he was like quite a big character in the local community and he did a lot of like amdram and put on pantos every year and I would spend a lot of time in his sort of uh rehearsal rooms growing up and I think I had a bit of a bug for being on stage and definitely like put a lot of my time and effort into doing that and really enjoyed performing and then yeah it kind of it kind of manifested into I suppose like music and, and and spoken word and stuff like that is a kind of performance and that's where a lot of my like interest lies in in, in sort of yeah performative speech and how how speech sort of has an effect on on a listener. Yeah. So how did you sort of transition from kind of loving the stage and spoken word into into music, garage band, SoundCloud, all those kind of classic routes? How did that transition go for you or look like? Well, when I was about, I think I was about 17, a friend of a friend um, went to a spoken word collective in Manchester called Young Identity. Um, I'd recommend anyone who's about and young in Manchester interested in words to go check them out because they do kind of amazing things just a group of people that sit down every week and you get given a prompt to write something and then kind of there and then you have to write something and perform it so that kind of creative yeah it was it was an intense environment but I I (laughs) got this this bug for for writing and and for performing and I do a lot of sort of slam events and some spoken words events with them and the feedback I was getting consistently was that the lyrics I was writing and the pieces that I was doing had a musical impetus and that they'd be paired well with music but I didn't really have the technical capabilities to do that so when I was at uni and at the end of college I sort of shopped about for producers a little bit and just asked my friends whether they knew anyone that had any beats going and and then yeah sort of the rest is history I guess. Do you do you miss acting at all is that something that you'd want to go back to are we going to end up having a having a musician actor another Harry Styles type situation? I'm going to do it I'm not going to go there but um (laughs) it's a it's a it's definitely a cliche that you can transition between 
medium so I don't take that lightly like I'd love to maybe get back into acting but um only if if I was still up to scratch but I think what I have found is that performing music and and this kind of performance it is a kind of acting like when I'm I mean I'm, I'm in I'm in the first stages of getting up and out on stage and but even in in the booth or, or or putting stuff on the stage you are a performative version of yourself or at least for me I don't feel like I am directly my sort of day-to-day self when I'm in that position so that's sort of a a halfway house between being someone else and being um being the person you are which is which is quite a nice way for me to to view it and sort of separate myself from from this performance what's your sort of relationship like now to performing because I know that you say it's quite similar but do you feel a bit more vulnerable on stage now as a musician or is it like you said quite a similar process what's your relationship like to to performing yeah I think there is definitely a vulnerability with performing because I don't know you're everything that you're or at least for me everything that I'm I'm saying on stage is has you know is has a level of of your person in it and it, it's it's something that I've written or is coming from the self um and so I just feel like there's a lot of onus on you to really deliver everything how you intended it and to I don't know to to inhabit the words in the way that that you really want them to so I think it's just a lot more pressure on yourself to get things to get things right potentially and 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 yeah that vulnerability in in maybe people seeing or hearing parts of you that you sort of let slip through the music which but I suppose that's the same with acting in that you you know you bring parts of you to a character that that other people wouldn't bring to that character and that you know if you watch closely enough for long enough that comes through there's definitely connection between the two mediums definitely and how do you sort of cope with that performance pressure? Is that is that something that you have to kind of physically deal with or is it just a part of your routine? Well, I'll have to let you know, Grace, because I'm very new to it. Um, <laughs> I literally had my my first ever gig with doing performing this music um, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm, I'm brand, brand new, brand new performing this music on stage. I feel it, um, I really feel it in my teeth. That's what happens when Ooh. I get nervous. I get like... Uh, a tingly feeling in my teeth <laughs> that's one thing I noticed but yeah it's scary it's it, it's quite terrifying but exciting but very exciting yes very exciting <laughs> um and I just wanted to talk about sort of adolescence a little bit because you explore that a lot through your music and you kind of deal with themes of youth and innocence in in both a very personal and a very universal way like I feel so when you're writing how do you kind of approach these these big subjects I I appreciate that I think it's something that I'm careful about because I want I don't want my writing to completely diarized like I don't want necessarily to be extremely transparent i.e you know Monday morning I woke up I had a nosebleed I went to buy a coffee that that kind of thing but they, I know that there is something in um, trying to communicate how best I feel about a situation and then maybe like going with the feeling and hoping that that feeling describing the the the, the sort of the sensory and the or th- through the the language that I use creating a kind of mood that that mood might be universal and specific to me and how I felt about something but hopefully also specific to other people because it's it's a mood rather than a, a very specific situation, I guess, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you write about kind of youth and adolescence a lot. What what attracts you to writing about that? Because I know a lot of people looking back at sort of where they grew up and their youth and things like that, they'll find it quite hard to process. Is it is it a sort of catharsis? Does it bring you a sense of peace? I think with this EP, which is a lot about um, sort of growing up and, and my home, and but in a sort of fantastical way, I was just at a place where um, I finished uni, I'd, I'd moved out of my house, I was just moved to a new city, and I guess I was considering myself for the first time properly as an adult. And I think in doing that, naturally, you also have a comparison as to what it, what, what when you were younger, your perceived uh, adulthood would be. So I kept thinking about, you know, as like a young girl, you know, that that feeling of always wanted to be an adult and how it was different from the imagination that I had. And then I was seeing a lot of reading um, of some of my favorite books or watching some movies and about this time of life. And uh, this idea kept coming forward, which was that your home only really like comes into clarity once you leave it. So particularly me, I, I grew up in West Yorkshire in like, kind of in the middle of nowhere and always wanted to escape somehow and a lot of that came in my head like I do a lot of writing or dreaming or um reading etc but there was this idea within me that I wanted to sort of move out to a faster pace of life to something that was more um exciting and I suppose I was just I was just thinking about about what that afforded me as a young person that opportunity to dream but then also like moving away from home and then now viewing it as a really peaceful place and somewhere that was really inspiring to me creatively and having a different relationship with that home now that I'm not there and sort of wanting to leave and wanting to grow up and yeah so I was just, all of these thoughts were at play in my head I was as I was beginning to consider sort of what my uh like the beginnings of my adult life might look like and yeah I just got I I sort of stuck my head back into all the the books and the shows and the music that I listened to when I was that age and took a lot of creative stimulus from from those various things and that's kind of how the EP came together. Do you find those subjects difficult to write about though? It, does it feel very kind of personal and kind of very almost too close to you or are you able to kind of compartmentalise in a way and, and write without it being sort of a bit scary and a bit vulnerable? I think that's why I put often put it through the lens of like the books, the shows, the music that I listen to. So one of the tracks on the EP is called The Dance and it's all about um, American high school dances, which is obviously kind of completely separate from my own understandings of, of what that might be because I didn't grow up in America and we didn't have sort of high school dances in that way. Um, but a lot of the TV shows and the books that I watched did have them and I would fantasize about them and I suppose it's the song therefore becomes almost about my like my relationship with that idea and why it was sort of separate to my own environment but why I was so curious um about this like this thing and these other cultures and and what they sort of represented to me so I think that therefore then you get a more uh, you get something that's maybe a bit more vulnerable within that which is about um and like the darkness of these events and how like adolescence is quite like a pained and um and sort of difficult time for a lot of people but then it's sort of through the lens looking at it through the lens of uh 
a different environment or a or a concept or a mood, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Where does that sort of interest with um, American kind of high school dramas, prom, suburbia, that sort of thing? Um, where does that sort of come from? I guess British sort of suburbia and American suburbia are, d- are really distinctly different things. And I think in a lot of media that I was taking in when I was younger, um, the sort of American suburbia is quite, I don't know, like glorified or fetishized in a way. You have, you know, Edward Scissorhands or films like The Ice Storm. And the, I don't know, just these really evocative, um, like sort of, I don't know small town drama and and then and then I in order to like combat boredom that I'd had as an only child my parents um probably just to like shut me up bought me a DVD player that I would take with me on every car journey that we ever went on and sort of I bought a lot of um I don't know like box sets of American high school American TV shows like one tree hill or the oc or friday night lights and again it was just it was it was it was a comfort because it was something that felt slightly similar to my experience of growing up but also outside of it so it was probably just a way of of like fantasizing what my environment sort of could look like but in a kind of messed up way i think a lot of those projections of adolescence are like yeah fetishizing a kind of darkness that actually probably isn't very healthy but then at least I was doing that through watching it on a screen rather than in my actual life if that makes sense yeah definitely um what I love about your music personally is I feel like you've got this really unique blend of kind of sound and visual because your visuals tend to be quite feminine but obviously your your music takes a lot from sort of Ralph and UK Garage and things like that are the two sort of is there an intentional break there I mean girls write rhymes is about a kind of feminine presence in rap and spoken word so are the visuals sort of enhancing that message or is it just sort of like I wanted to wear this and the visuals fit with the song in my head so this is what we're going for no it's really nice that you picked up on that it's something that we're super intentional about I've been lucky to work with a lot of friends actually but amazing talented young creatives who've helped sort of bring the music to life visually and you know we do a lot of storyboarding and and talking about what we want to portray through the visuals and a big thing for me was always about hybridity because I feel like in the music there is that binary of something that's a bit softer vocally and then also something that's a bit harsher whether that be through the music or the genre and I I guess I'm aware that there's a, a lack of of a presence or of a, of a supporting of of women in that kind of uh, like audio environment, and and I wanted to play around with the idea that we can make music that that goes a bit harder or that has a bit more of a sort of um, a harsh tone, but then also pair it with these visuals, which are very much about you know me like dreaming up being on the stage as a young girl so it's sort of like where those two worlds collide so yeah a lot of the stuff that we do visually and sonically is about trying to marry those two things together and 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 sort of make them make sense as a whole but they're kind of don't which is which is one of the things that I like about what we're doing they don't sort of naturally pair together but but that's sort of where I'm at making music yeah. Do you, do you find these visuals difficult to create? Because, I mean, I'm not a musician, but I feel like I would find it really difficult to have something, you know, audio and then sort of 
try and translate that into into visuals um, I love it actually I really love it I think that because um part of my obsession with with sort of art is is cinematic and is filmic the um the visual stuff although it doesn't come as as naturally to me I'm I'm really curious and interested in so a lot of the same work behind the scenes goes into making uh the visuals as it does the music you know we have the same process of storyboarding or or uh you know talking through our references and on what we want to achieve and and like I see I say I've been really lucky to work with like amazing other young creatives who work with you know clothing or with lighting or with set design or with um camera work and and they've brought their ideas about the project to the fore which for this project was also really useful because a lot of the people I was working with have the exact same references you know they watched the same tv shows that I watched growing up they read the same books because that I feel like some of those things um that I'm pulling out are quite universal and so it was really nice to expand the world to everyone else's visions of of what their childhood looked like and what they thought their adulthood might look like and and put those things together yeah I think it's so lovely how you how you credit all of your team so nicely because I think a lot of musicians you know rightfully so or not credit themselves more than anyone else do you see your kind of your your music and your image I guess is a very collaborative thing definitely um or at least part of the job that I love is the fact that it affords me to work with other um other creatives and sort of sort of stare into their minds a little bit and it's always been that you know bringing this world out and and sort of giving it to other people you know and if they've been generous enough to come into this world with me it's so amazing to to see how yeah how the the things that I've I've dreamed up in my head like resonate with other people and how they might enhance that as well so uh it's definitely a really collaborative process um that all comes from sort of my my stem vision but then gets built up and out which I suppose is nice because that's that's how it works with music you know you make a song and then you put it out into the world and it becomes something else for someone else so it's nice to to do that visually as well do you how do you feel when your music gets released because like I say I'm not a musician I've never released music but you've got this new project coming out soon and what what is it like releasing something into the world is it is it scary is it daunting is it exciting are you looking at the numbers are you just trying to get through the week what what's that like for you it's funny because when you release something you've been sat on it for a long period of time so uh you know to my ears it feels like it's on to you know everyone in my team has heard it and and the people who made the visuals have heard it so it kind of feels like it's been out in a way but then then you know the day that it is sort of released you get this second wave of appreciating that now it's got this yeah again new ears which is really nice it's just nice to hear it's nice to hear people enjoying it it's nice to hear people's take on it and what it means to them I think the nicest thing for me is when people yeah when people have have a take on the music or have a relationship with it or an experience of it that you know I've not heard about yet or you know that it makes them feel a certain way or think a certain thing it's just it's just really nice to think that something you've made can trigger a thought or a feeling um for someone else and that's always a really nice reminder at release times I try to stay off the numbers um yeah. I feel like it's a bad habit to get into so whilst we're at the beginning I'm trying to set good practices but also it is nice to see people listening and see things going in the right direction so yeah 
How do you feel sort of being, you know, you say yourself you're at the beginning. How do you feel being, do you feel like you're sort of at the bottom of the mountain and you've got a massive way to go or are you sort of taking each day as it comes? You know, what's what's it like being in, in your own eyes sort of at the start of your journey? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely sort of fresh out the womb. Like I'm trying to learn as much as possible as quickly as I can. And, um, but I think more than anything, um, I've learned that it's just about the process, which sounds really cliched, um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, I, with this industry, it's so sort of fickle and unpredictable. You just don't really know what's going to happen or if you're going to be able to do it for a long period of time or, you know, if if the music is going to keep coming organically. So I think that I'm just trying to take every day, every week, every month as a real blessing to be doing what I'm doing and with the hope that, you know, uh, eventually it will it will build and it will build. But I'm, I am I hope that, you know, that the, this period is just as enjoyable as the next period. And it feels really nice that we're building something and figuring out what it is that we want to build. Yeah, it feels like an exciting time. I mean, it is scary looking sometimes at like a big hill or a blank canvas, but because I don't know what that hill is or what the canvas is, I'm just sort of, yeah, I'm just sort of keeping it um, a bit smaller for now in my head, which is a nice place to be. Uh, yeah, that that's a brilliant place to be. I wanted to talk about your writing a little bit because I, you know, you can read your lyrics like they're a poem. They're kind of that intricate and detailed. What kind of process is it like trying to get those kind of really intricate lyrics down I think since I've been working with Fraser it it works mainly in two ways one is that he might send me a beat and that I'll let that be the inspiration so I'll just sit with it in my head until a line or a word or a rhythm sort of takes over throughout the whole or a melody occasionally takes over for the whole thing and then I'll use that as almost like the first piece of the puzzle in a jigsaw and build outwards from there and I'll try and just expand the world of the phrase or the lyric or um, yeah, the rhythm and and just 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 take the music as a cue for how it how it makes me feel and what I might want to write about. Or other times, I'll have an idea or a theme or um, uh, a reference in my head. I with that track, the dance, where I was thinking a lot about American high school dances, and I think. I had this lyric in my head about Trip Fontaine and then I just thought it would be a nice concept song to write. So with that track, I wrote the lyrics before the music and just honed down into the specifics of the imagery and the references that I wanted to get in there and took a little minute to build that individual world and then sent it off for Fraser. And then that's when some of the musicality and the rhythm and the melody comes into the fore a bit more. But but yeah, so it can it can work either way, but it's definitely for me a sort of like lyric intensive process. Like it's it's often isolating the rhythm and then trying to figure out the lyric that will go there rather than coming up with the melody first. Yeah, and you you mentioned Fraser there, and for anyone who doesn't know, you're referring to Fraser T. Smith, who has kind of worked with these big British heavyweights like Adele, Stormzy, and Dave. How how did that relationship happen? How do you end up working with someone like Fraser? Um, it was, yeah, strange little series of events that I was sort of introduced to him at a gig and he was just so lovely and kind that I felt like I could ask him 
whether he had any advice for someone that sort of had made music but had never really shared it or put it out. And, you know, he quite kindly, he, well, very kindly, he went away and listened to the music. And then he called me the next day and said, would you like to come for dinner with me and my manager? And I was kind of um, shocked and confused, but very excited. So said yes. And then we went for dinner and we just really got on um, creatively and sort of on a personal level. We just really had a lot of similar ideas about process and about method and a lot of people that we sort of admired musically aligned. And after that meeting, he started sending me some beats and I tried as quickly as I could to get those beats with lyrics. And, you know, it was sort of like recording on GarageBand with a duvet over my head and <laughs> for quite a while. And then a couple of months in, and this was only really, I know this is about a year ago, a year and a little bit ago, a couple of months in, um, he just sort of sat down and said, look, you know, I really like this stuff. If you want to do something, let's do it. And I enthusiastically nodded. And now <laughs> we've been making music together ever since. Oh my God. That is, that is the proper music, music industry fairy tale, really. It is wild. It is. I, it's definitely, I like pinch myself when I tell myself <laughs> that story because it, it sounds like a lie, but it was true. How terrified were you for that dinner? I think I would have cried beforehand. I would have just been so scared. Dinner was scary, but what was probably scarier was um, sending him off the first beat because I was like, you know, this man has such an insane... um, I just saw the dinner, I was just like, oh, he just wants, you know, like, say hello, he's just being kind or something. But when he actually sent me this beat, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this man has made music for all these incredible people that I massively admire and inspired by. It's like, how can I even begin to send something sort of worthy off to him? So I took the opposite approach, which was that I just do something as sort of as quickly as possible to show him that I was like here and ready to work, which I don't know if that was the right thing to do, to show him that I was ready to work and work hard and that I'd do something. So yeah, that same day I sent him off um something back and he happened to like it which so that was that was the scary thing um that could have gone either way <laughs> um, you talk about kind of create creating beats and working with those but you know I think one thing that really strikes listeners about your music is ha- how hypnotic these beats are there's a real hypnotic quality to them and I think you know some of them genuinely put listeners in a kind of trance is that is that well they did for me anyway is that a a purposeful thing that kind of hypnotic quality to your music I mean I love hearing that um (laughs) I think with the I think with a lot of the tracks it's about because for me it's such the lyrics come from such a sort of immersive and intense place performatively and how they should sound in the ear that we often you know, when Fraser sends me certain beats or when we're talking about our references, I'm drawn to music that that creates a platform for the lyrics to be, yeah, to be performed, I suppose. So it was almost with some of the tracks, uh, sort of Stay With Me was one of the first tracks we made. And I spoke a lot to him about it wanting to sound like, like a monologue or like I was narrating a track or this, it was the start of a film. Like I wanted it to be cinematic and for my words to sort of lead a listener from A to B towards the start and the end of a song. So, I mean, I take no credit whatsoever for the like 
immense intricacy and beauty of the beats that he makes because that is just Fraser to a T but he was an amazing listener and responder to what I had to say and it just something about that creative partnership really works and and yeah there's his his beats and, and me going back with the lyrics just seems to be a really nice um relationship between the two yeah what's what's sort of next for you you know is it getting up on stage more is it you know getting over your teeth tingling what's what's yeah. sort of next for you maybe I'll ever get over my teeth tingling it might get worse <laughs> but I feel like the nerves aren't a bad thing always um <laughs> It's definitely getting up and out and doing live. I've got my first headline show on June 15th at the Roundhouse studio, which I'm very excited slash, yeah, teeth tingly about. Um, <laughs> and a couple of other little live stuff sprinkled in, but that's that's definitely um, the the thing which we're, which we're moving towards most. And then, yeah, just getting this EP rolled out. I think it's due for release on... The 28th of July and we've got a lot of new uh amazing visuals and video projects and writing that goes around that EP that I'm really excited to share working with a lot of other young creatives who are doing amazing things so it's about those two big things really getting getting the EP out and then putting it on stage I'm I'm really excited for it and I'm I'm honestly really excited as well and I hope it all goes really fabulously for you and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and enjoy the sunshine and I hope everything with the release goes goes beautifully oh thank you great such a pleasure to talk to you really really enjoyed it as well